Hello, brother. I'm Grace. Hello, brother. I'm Stephanie. And this is Doppelgangers. Today, we're talking about season four, episode 19 of The Vampire Diaries, which is called Pictures of You. I wouldn't have guessed that prom theme. You never would have. It was rude of me to make you guess. I knew you were never going to guess Pictures of You. But it is the prom episode. Of course, we're going to see prom. There's no way we're not going to see prom. I love a prom episode. I love to judge what they put the characters in. This was a rare prom episode where I actually feel like the dresses were cute on the whole, other than Rebecca, and fit with the characters. Yes, I actually think a lot of the dresses really hit it out of the park with the notable exception of Rebecca. And we'll talk about those dresses as we get to them, of course. Mm -hmm. I'll start, as always, by reading the synopsis from Vampire Diaries Wiki. After making a decision that infuriates Klaus, Elisha proposes a life-changing challenge for Rebecca. Caroline finds that her carefully laid plans for the perfect senior prom night are disrupted by Elena, so she turns to an amused Klaus for a solution. Determined to get through to Elena, Damon and Stefan both attend the prom, but the evening begins to spiral out of control despite their efforts. When Elena suddenly lashes out in a way no one could have predicted, Matt turns to Rebecca for help. I could have predicted the way she lashes out. I didn't predict it last episode, but I should have. Yeah. As soon as I saw April Young tonight, I was like, she's in danger. Finally, Bonnie makes a terrifying discovery and Klaus receives a message that could change everything. Tyler made an appearance. <laughs> I don't know why that last line is in there. Because that's about as excited as you can be about it. Yeah. Like, and Tyler was there. And Tyler showed up for 10 fucking minutes. Boo. So... I just had to find out today that I wasn't going to see a Claireline prom dance. You don't even get Klaus in a tux. Klaus doesn't even go into the prom. Heartbreaking. He's just got his sexy little beaded necklace on outside. He was busy. He had places to go people to see. <laughs> he had his yellow top night. <laughs> he had his Alison De Laurentiis <laughs> night she disappeared night. <laughs> that one's for the Pretty Little Liars fans. But we open the episode in a cemetery. Or do we? It's a dream. Uh, but we are in a cemetery. Bonnie is carrying a bouquet and she goes to a headstone that says Jeremy Gilbert, brother and friend. She was walking through the cemetery. I was like, well, she can't be going to see Jeremy because they didn't have a funeral for him. And then we get there. I was like, oh, I guess they got him a headstone. But yeah, maybe, maybe not. Unclear. There was no room at the Gilbert family plot. That's what Elena said. Bonnie says, hey, Jeremy. And she puts the flowers down and she says, you know, I was thinking about the last thing I said to you. We did it. Totally lame. Last thing to say to someone. It wasn't a goodbye, Jeremy. You were supposed to come back with us. And she's crying. And I am very sad for Bonnie. But I just find Jeremy and Bonnie to be completely lacking of any chemistry. Yeah. So I'm like, I really don't give a fuck. See, I'm affected by this because I'm sad Jeremy's dead. Yeah. I'm not sad Jeremy's dead. I don't get the couple. So I'm like, okay. And then Jeremy says, Bonnie. She says, Jeremy. He says, hey, wake up. She says, how are you here? And he says, okay, wake up, open your eyes. He's like, don't ask me any questions, wake up. She says, I don't understand. He's like, it's a dream, wake up. She wakes up, she's on her couch, and the blanket is on fire. <laughs> so she puts it out, but she's freaked, obviously. Then we go over to the Salvatore house. Damon and Stefan are <laughs> tossing a football back and forth. Inside the house. I wish I was that football. <laughs> if only. They say it's been eight or nine days they lost count eight or nine consecutive days in which Elena Gilbert has not killed anyone. So it's been a little over a week since the last episode and no one's been concerned about Silas in that time. Apparently not. Uh, all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, Silas is more to worry about. Anyway. One, we know you weren't worried about Elena killing someone because she hasn't been killing anyone. Damon says, 
we lost count, I'd say that's progress. And Stefan says, what are we going to do? Throw the football around for another 150 years till Elena gets her humanity back? Because I'm cool with that. Damon says, look, she says she doesn't want the cure. She's going to start killing people if she knows we're still trying to get it for her. Stefan says, we could always make her want the cure. And Damon says, how are you going to make an emotionless vampire want anything? And he says, oh, we'll get her to flip her humanity switch. Yeah, we've been talking about this for weeks. Why are you presenting this like it's a new plan? Well, it's like, well, I have a great plan. We'll just get her to flip it. Okay, how? Let's hear some concrete ideas, some tactics. How are we going to get her to flip the switch? Let's get some actual steps, some action items. Let's not just be like, man, she needs to get her humanity on. We can all agree on that. We're all there. No one is fighting you on that part of it, except Elena. Damon says, so what are we going to do? Pull Alexi, bombard her with emotions till one sticks. And Stefan says, yeah. And if that doesn't work, plan B. Lock her up and keep her sidelined till you and I figure out a plan C. Damon says, and what happens when she gets slammed with every emotion she's repressed since Jeremy died? Sir, we're like three steps away from that problem. And you know what's going to happen? She's going to collapse and cry. And then you'll hug her and bring her to cry it out. Stefan says, well, then you, my friend, will be right by her side to help her through it. And Damon says, right because you don't want to keep reliving history. And when this is all over, you're just going to get out of her life. And Stefan says, bingo. They're really giving us the recap. HBO Max doesn't play the recap automatically. And they said, don't worry, we got it. They said, don't worry, we got exposition. (laughs) Damon says, how do you want to do this? We don't hear them discuss their actual plan. We go away. Yeah. Instead, we go over to Klaus's house. Rebecca, Klaus, and Elijah are sitting down for a little family meeting. And Rebecca says, okay, Elijah, here's my, here's my case. Being human means a fresh start. I can grow old and have a family and fill my days with meaning, knowing each one matters. Klaus laughs. <laughs> they could each matter. Like, you can make that choice. Like, I know it matters more if the time is, like, actually limited and it'll force you, but you could still do that now. Yeah. Klaus says, well, that was super poetic. And Elijah says, if you can provide us with a more compelling reason for wanting the cure, Klaus, please. And Klaus says, okay, Silas can appear as anyone. He got inside my thoughts and convinced me I was dying. He's going to torment me until I give him the cure. And Rebecca says, yeah, and in doing so, he'll break down the wall to the other side. And Klaus says, so it doesn't trap him there when he dies. He just wants to reunite with his lost soulmate. And he says to Elijah, you know, you of all lovesick fools should applaud his devotion. And this is a good sell. It's a good spin, but he does say it in a kind of condescending way. (laughs) He can't help it. Because he's like, it's a dumb reason, but it's his reason. You get his dumb reasoning, right, dumb dummy? (laughs) Yeah, you as a dummy would agree. And Rebecca, if anyone ever loved you, maybe you'd agree. (laughs) Rebecca says he will open the floodgates for every supernatural being that has ever died. And Klaus says, yeah, including our dear brothers, Cole and Finn. We'll have our whole family back. And Rebecca says, please, you hated Cole and you kept Finn in a box for most of his life. And Klaus says, Elijah, please. And Elijah says, your personal discomfort might not be sufficient reason for putting the entire world in jeopardy, Klaus. And Klaus is like, well, I feel like you're oversimplifying it. Klaus says, I feel like you're kind of downplaying the whole Silas thing. Yeah. Rebecca smiles because she can see where it's going. And Elijah says, you know, I think our sister deserves a shot at happiness. And Klaus says, tell me you're joking. Tell me you're not fading me to an eternity of torture. Elijah says, I made my decision. And then Klaus gets up, but then he really quickly goes to Rebecca and he says, when you're sick and dying and you beg for my blood, I will laugh in your face and compel you to forget me. And then he leaves. Drama king, but yeah, correct. (laughs) I mean, he lost. He's a sore loser. So he's, of course, going to say something. 
Rebecca just like strains her hair. She's like, okay. Um, she says, woof. He says, well. Cure, please. And she says, so where's the cure? And Elijah then says, Rebecca, it's no secret that you are impulsive, emotional, and at times morally questionable. She's like, but? <laughs> she says, but coming or what? He says, prove to me this isn't just another one of your whims. She's like, well, that's impossible because that is what it is. Because it is one of my whims. He says that you know precisely what you're giving up here. She says, fine. But she's panicking because, again, she does know this is a whim. Yeah. He says, I want you to live a day as a human. This day. No vampire privileges, no strength, no compulsion, no nothing. If you succeed and still believe this is what you want, the cure is yours. Iconic. He's smart to, like, first of all, pick the day. Because he's like, you don't get to prep for a day that you don't want to do any of this. And he knows she can't do this. And he knows if there's any day that she can't do this, it's prom. Yeah. Picking it on prom is so messy, but also very smart. Elijah's like, you're not going to pass. Your first school dance? Come on. (laughs) Then we go to downtown Mystic Falls. Elena and Rebecca are walking. And Elena says, oh, yeah, you're definitely going to fail. You should be locking yourself inside all day instead of shopping for prom. And she is right for that. Yeah, she's right. Rebecca says, name a more human experience than senior prom. And Elena says, death. Yep. She's, she's right there. <laughs> Rebecca says, you know, why should I listen to you? You don't even have your humanity. And Elena says, you do realize you're not going to be able to compel yourself a date, right? That is kind of Rebecca's bread and butter at these dances, whether she goes or not. And Rebecca says, hey, yes, I do realize that. And last I checked, you were living in my house because I'm the only one that can tolerate you. So you don't have to be rude. Rebecca said, fine, you can live with me because everyone else hates your guts. And you burned down your house. Yeah. Elena says, then I want to come with you. I'll keep an eye on you and make sure you pass Elijah's test. As soon as you down the cure, it'll be gone for good. No one will be able to use it on me. And that seems like a good enough justification for her that she's like, I want the cure gone. So the sooner you take it, the sooner it's gone. Mm -hmm. Then we go inside a store where Caroline and Bonnie are talking. Caroline is trying on dresses. And she says, what kind of dreams? And Bonnie says, well, usually I'm at his grave. And all of a sudden he appears to me. And Caroline says, well, you never got to say goodbye. You're grieving. This is very normal. And Bonnie says, when I woke up, the couch was on fire. And Caroline's like, okay, not normal anymore. Bonnie says, I don't know if it's because I was emotional in my dream or if Shane was right. Like, without his help, I'll lose control of my magic. And Caroline says, no, it's because you need a night off from morning. And I'm going to make sure you have it for prom. And Bonnie says, you look super hot, by the way. And Caroline says, yeah, because she knows she does. She looks beautiful. The bitch can pull off a jewel tone. Bonnie says, Matt and I are going to have the sexiest date there. And Caroline says, you know what? I love friend prom. It's exactly what prom should be. Friends and memories. Yes, it sucks that my boyfriend can't be there, but the three of us are going to have the night of our lives. And then Caroline's face falls because in walk Elena and Rebecca. And she's like, no, I don't want you two at the night of my life. She said, not you. <laughs> and Elena says, hey, Bonnie, heard you got your mind wiped. That sucks. Pretty dress, Caroline. Girl, if you don't. <laughs> She's such a bitch. <laughs> She's so awful. Caroline says, yeah, I know. You helped me pick it out months ago when we were friends before you tried to kill me. And Elena says, oh, yeah, I thought it looked familiar. And you can see in Elena's face. I'm like, oh, she's taking that dress. Yeah. And Caroline says to the shopkeeper woman, she says, can you press this for me? I'll pick it up later. And she says, Bonnie. And Bonnie goes with her. Now, Caroline... This is on you for leaving the dress at the shop. You should have pressed it yourself (laughs) or stayed there while they did. (laughs) Then we go over to Rebecca's house a little later and we see Elena coming out 
of course, in the dress that Caroline was wearing. So Elena stole Caroline's dress. Here's my thing, though. I think this dress looks better on Elena than it did on Caroline. My first reaction is that it looked better on Caroline, but that's because the bodice looks better on Caroline if it's just the bodice alone. Mm-hmm. I think the dress as a whole as a style fits more with Elena's current yes. look and fits more with hair half down. And I know that that's because like the costume designer designed this dress for Elena to wear and Caroline wearing it first is just a plot device. So of course it's going to look better on Elena than Caroline, but it's just funny. It's good that Elena took it because then Caroline got a prettier dress mm-hmm. than everyone in the prom, in my own opinion. Yes, definitely. And so it worked out fine for her, you know, because Elena's only wearing pinks and reds now that she has this red streak. She doesn't know how to match anything else. But she looks very beautiful, of course. She looks very beautiful. It is funny that no humanity, Elena, the jealousy of Caroline is just leaping out. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, in season one, Caroline is very like jealous of Elena, but Elena is just as jealous of Caroline because, I mean, Caroline has been slaying since she's been a vampire. And Elena, when she became a vampire, it was like she fell down a hill. Like, I mean, it's like she hit the sleigh brakes. Yeah. And Caroline went into Slover Drive. Yeah. <laughs> a limo pulls up in front of Rebecca's house while Elena's walking out, and Stefan comes out in a tux with flowers. And Elena says, I don't need a babysitter. Bitch, I do. Let me get in that limo. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan says, Really? Because the last time I saw you, you snapped a waitress's spine. She says, Got you to stop your search for the cure, didn't it? No. Girl, no, it didn't. <laughs> they just stopped telling you about it. And it, it made it actually amazingly easy for them to not tell you about it because you moved into Rebecca's house. You just haven't caught up with them in a week. Yeah, you just haven't talked to them. You haven't asked. And Damon appears out of nowhere and he says, yep, we're just here to make sure you hold up your end of the deal. Don't eat the prom queen. And then he holds out a corsage and he says, may I? And she says, no. And it's also worth noting, Stefan in the tie, Damon in the bow tie. Just interesting. That is interesting. I didn't even notice that. I clocked it. Because I'm not a bow tie stan. Neither am I. I. I think there was just too much of a period where it was like a personality trait. Yeah. So I was like, man, I wish Damon had a tie on. But of course, Stefan has a boring tie on. I think you're technically supposed to wear a bow tie with a tux. Yes, you are. So maybe he was really leaning into full tuxedo and Stefan said, no, I'm, I'm going to look hot and sexy, though, is the thing. Yeah, I think Stefan may have just worn a suit and Damon wore a tuxedo. Yeah, that makes sense. But I like a tie better. And I do think... If you're going to wear a tie, especially to prom, wear a colorful one. Not a colorful bow tie. Eh. Not a colorful bow tie. I don't have anything against uh, a black and white. I don't have anything against a black, black and white look. But you're going to a high school prom. Put some personality in it. But Stefan doesn't have a date. He wants to treat Elena like a date. That's true. But he might as well stir up some emotion. You can imagine when they were dating, she thought about him taking her to prom someday. That's true. Just saying. Fair enough. I think he looks really hot and sexy. He does, but I'm saying for a high school prom, it's a different... You have to look a little uglier at prom. Yeah, especially if you're a boy. There has to be a certain costumey element to it. Yeah, because it's the first time you're ever renting a tuxedo and you look it. Although, of course, Stefan and Damon, they've worn a tuxedo before. They can't help it. They look too hot. Yeah. I know the other boys at this school are like, oh, man, Stefan brought his hot brother, too? Are you fucking kidding? Come on, guys. Even the hottest guy at this high school is like, not fucking Stefan bringing his brother. Are you fucking joking? His 25-year-old brother? They're like, Tyler left. We got one hottie out of the way. Let's bring it back down. (laughs) 
he grabs her hand and does put the corsage on for her and says, wow, would you look at that beautiful dress? And she says, thank you. I stole it. If you like the way I talk, then why am I on your mind? She's so proud of it. You know, she's like, hear that? I'm bad. Then we go over to Klaus's house. Caroline arrives and she says, hey, Klaus, Klaus. She calls out a few times and she sees him and she says, hey, did you not hear me? And he says, of course, I heard you. I think the whole of Mystic Falls heard you. I'm in no mood for company. She's like, "Okay, that isn't really relevant to me. She says, "Okay, very sorry you're having personal issues, but I have an actual real crisis on my hands. Elena saw my prom dress. I went to pick it up and the tailor said somebody already did. When I asked her who, she said she couldn't remember. And I love this because Klaus is like depressed that he like has to be tortured for eternity. And Caroline says, I have a real crisis. I don't have a dress. (laughs) But he still says, I will help you. He said, I'm listening. And she said, hello, the Vervain is out of the town water supply. What a funny line, because it's like Rudy gave up on that in like two weeks. I think they just like ran out of Vervain or it like cycled through or something. Yeah, maybe. Honestly, it's just funny because it's like they obviously just said this so that the shopkeeper could have been compelled. And like they're like, it's not really convenient for us to have Vervain in the water supply anymore. We, we've already run that well dry. Yeah, they just wanted that to be like an issue that they're like, oh, someone's taking the vampires seriously. But they were like, wait, it's kind of annoying that none of them can compel anyone. Yeah. It's actually really useful. And it's annoying that where does Caroline shower? You know, like we have to figure out all these logistics. We're not interested. So Caroline's like, she was compelled. And Klaus laughs. Because this is a funny sort of hijink. Yeah. Caroline's like, it is not funny. And Klaus says, I know, but he still laughs. And she says, stop laughing. He does stop laughing, but he does smile. Yeah, because he's like, she came over here to talk to me of her own volition. She says, look, I know prom isn't important to you, but it's important to me. And he says, well, surely finding another dress is well within your substantial vampire capabilities. Yeah, he's like, I'm sure there are other dresses and it's not like you need to pay for it. (laughs) Yeah. She says, but I don't want just another dress. I want to look hot like Princess Grace of Monaco hot. Odd choice. I love Princess Grace of Monaco. Very pretty. Not like the hottest woman. Yeah. But her dress does give Princess Grace. Yeah, he understood the assignment. He really did. Mm -hmm. She says, so could you please go back to your creepy trophy case of family collectibles and dig me out something of royal caliber? And he smiles. And he's like, yeah. He said, anything for my queen. Then we go to prom. The theme is pictures of you. Elena arrives with Stefan and Damon and they walk through. There's like TVs playing slideshows at the entrance. It is like ideally made for Elena to have to face her emotions. Mm Mm-hmm. Damon says, where's the disco ball? And Stefan says, oh, Caroline's been working on this for a really long time. It's a photo yearbook of the senior class. They're besties. <laughs> you get some sterile this week. You're happy. <laughs> Don't I know it? Don't I know it? We see a pic of Matt and Caroline back when they were dating, back when she sang Eternal Flame. Same shirt. Back when she slayed it. Back when she slayed it at the grill. Then we see a photo of Matt and Elena which they say is a photo from first day freshman year, but actually it's a photo of Nina Dobrev and Zach Rorig on a ski trip. Oh, that they took, I think between the pilot and the rest of the season. Well, cause you can tell it's not a, you can tell it's not a TV still. Also because Zach Rorig's hair is like going crazy and Matt would never do that, but it was so cute to me. Mm-hmm. And it's old enough that they can say like, Oh, it's freshman year. But yeah, it's a photo that, of them on a ski trip. I think it was before the series got picked up. And when they were on the trip is when they found out it got picked up. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong, fans, but I'm pretty sure that's the story of that photo. Cutie. Elena says, oh, yeah, my mom took that when she dropped us off at school, which is so funny because they're wearing obviously like ski clothes. Anyway, it's funny. 
And then it changes to a photo of Elena and Jeremy. And so Elena says, well, I'm going to get a seizure if I keep staring at these screens and then walks away. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I'm done. Inside, people are dancing. It's prom. (laughs) You get it. Matt says, hey, why do I feel like we're at a practice run of Caroline's wedding? And Bonnie says, because I think we are. You should be so lucky. Elena drinks from a flask and Damon says, hey, you are underage. And she says, well, you're overage. And honestly, it's kind of creepy. She got him there. She's right. Like, if anyone should be drinking at prom, it should be the underage people. Yeah. And not the adults. Should not be the 25-year-old date. He says, come on, what badass senior is complete without a prom date that's slightly too old for high school? And she's like, you thought I was into you? (laughs) She says, "Uh, you're not my date. She says, please do not refer to yourself as my date. And he says, oh, sorry, boyfriend? Something I said. She says, I'm not doing this. This is just the beginning of Damon's pain. Yeah, he says, you're not going to deny I'm your boyfriend, are you? And she says, what are you doing? Trying to stir feelings for me? Ironic, since you, my sire, are the one who had me turn them off. And he says, yeah, well, hindsight is almost as big a bitch as you. (laughs) She says, you're nothing to me, Damon. And he says, really? Then why tell me you're in love with me? Why tell me it's the most real thing you've ever felt in your life? And then she, she steps severely on his neck. She says, I told you I loved you because I was sired to you. And now that I'm not, I know none of it was real. But if you still think it was, maybe you're the one who needs help with your emotions, not me. So he didn't stir shit up for her, it appears. He said, oh, I kind of thought I was going to be the one to, like, you know, knock it out of the park. Now, unfortunately, Damon, you're the one who went first. The one who went first is not the one who's going to actually do it. So he's not feeling good and it only gets worse for him. Then Bonnie and Matt approach Elena and Elena says, "Uh oh, friend patrol. (laughs) Bonnie says, hey, I know we haven't really talked since everything, but I just want to say I miss you. Matt says, me too. She's being such a good friend, even though she's got a bunch of her own shit going on. Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry. I really have to like take this time to baby Elena when I'm literally like being killed by magic right now. When I'm being killed by magic and actually mourning her brother, unlike her. I woke up on fire today. Yeah. (laughs) Matt says, yeah, I miss you too. And we want to help you. And Elena says, what are you going to do? Get me a job at the grill? If you like the way I talk, then why am I on your mind? She ate with that. I loved that. That one was funny. That one was funny. No, because she is right. Because really, what's Matt going to do? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, oh. But he bounces back. He says, I don't want you to look back and realize you missed out on the best part of senior year. She says, spare me, Matt. If you had the choice, you would have turned your emotions off the second Vicky died. Coming right at him. Bonnie says, hey, you shut it off because all you could feel were the horrible things happening to you. You still have friends who love you. She said, "Mm, I'm going to alienate you now. She turns to Bonnie and says, I thought you were going to bring Jeremy back, but it turned out you were just a brainwashed crazy person. So technically, you're a walking reminder of all the horrible things that have happened to me. And then she leaves. And it's like, you know, you've done a lot of shit to me, too. It's your fault my grandma's is dead. Yeah, you know you killed my grandma, right? (laughs) It's unnecessary. (laughs) It's just, she really went for them. So Bonnie says, okay, I need some air. And Matt's like, hey, Bonnie, be cool. And Bonnie's like, no, Caroline's right. Elena's gone. Yeah, Bonnie's like, I'm not going to sit here and let her do all this to me. If she's going to be a bitch, she can be a bitch to someone else. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we go outside. Bonnie's walking through the photos. She sighs. She looks at a pic of her and Jeremy at the 60s decade dance when she died. (laughs) When she famously died. Yeah. And then she sees Jeremy, like, standing in the woods Mm -hmm. in a tux. And it's pretty obvious. And that's not Jeremy. 
Yeah, it's pretty obvious right away. But then she says, is this real? And then he says, does it matter? Yeah, <laughs> super does matter. So no. So it's not real. Because if it was real, you'd say, yeah, of course it is. So you're Silas. Which at first I was like, you know what? Maybe she's just ignoring it to have like a prom moment that she wanted, like pretend for a second, which I would think is totally justifiable. But then she acts surprised later. So I think she did just fall for this. (laughs) He says, may I have this dance? She goes to dance with him. And then they start playing Stay by Rihanna. I love this song. Great song. Great prom song. Great slow dance song. And then we go check inside. Stefan grabs Elena and pulls her into slow dance position. And she says, let go of me or I will bite you. And he says, hey, come on now. I'm the one who hates to dance. She says, yeah, now I see why. But here she be dancing with him. Yeah. Damon couldn't even get her to stand still. That's got to hurt. Elsewhere, Rebecca is talking to Matt and she says, oh, so are you and Bonnie like a thing? And he says, we're friends. Why are you talking to me? And then he says, who are you here with? And she says, no one. Go on. I know what you're thinking. Why didn't I just compel myself a date? And he says, actually, I was thinking, I wonder if Bonnie wants ice. (laughs) He's like, I actually don't think about you. I'm actually not really listening. (laughs) He kings here. Uh, She says, hey, can I ask you a question? And he says, why? (laughs) Apparently, you already seem to know everything I'm thinking. And she says, do you think I'd make a good human? And to be fair to Rebecca, this is like the most human she's acting because she's actually making herself be vulnerable. Yeah. Without like compulsion and everything. So she is learning some lessons here. But of course, she does not get the answer she would like. Yeah. Matt takes a good long deep breath and he says, you know, I think good is a hard word to live up to. And me personally, I've never seen you do anything remotely good. So no, I don't. Honestly, sorry. He kinged. He did. I love it when Matt Donovan kings. Because it happens so rarely. But he kinged here. I do love this. He was like, you know, honestly, no. Didn't try to sugarcoat it. He said, I don't think you're a good person. So no. He said, I have never seen any evidence that you could be good. So I'm going to have to go with n- uh, no, pretty pretty honestly. And Rebecca's like, well, that's not the answer I wanted. I was kind of hoping you'd you'd see into my heart a little. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, while we're here, let's talk about Rebecca's dress. Oh, Hideous. God. Hideous. It is so... It is giving Bergen bin Windsor. I was going to say Cleon's Rack Sherry Hill. Yeah. It's like the Sherry Hill that no one wanted. Even when this show was airing, I think it was trendy among real high schoolers. Yeah. But I don't think it was something that high schoolers would have wanted to see on the Vampire Diaries. It is like it's a very specific type of prom dress that had those specific jewels that I do feel like was very trendy. But something about this color with the mermaid cut, like that combo would not have been picked. The bodice was trendy, but that bottom skirt with the gathering was hideous. Rebecca would not be caught dead in this. Rebecca usually has outfits planned out for her dances that are better. I find it hard to believe she couldn't find a better dress. She just went stereotypical prom. Mm -hmm. I'm shocked she didn't wear red, but of course Elena had to wear red. The thing that makes this dress even worse is the hideous flower in her hair. Yeah, the flower that looks like she got it from Dollar Tree. I think maybe she's trying to do a look that's like young ingenue human girl so i don't think she's really dressing like herself i think she's kind of putting on a different personality she's trying to look like softer and more innocent but still then why wouldn't they have put her in a baby blue 
That's the thing that gets me, the yellow. I do think it's also a misread because I do think, like, we saw them have their ball. Rebecca wore a mermaid gown there. I get why she likes a mermaid gown. I think it's crazy that she would not wear a ball gown to prom. I think so, too. Well, I do think this wasn't even that mermaid-y. It was more uh, A-line-y than mermaid-y. I think she would wear just, like, a very classic, like, very straight baby blue. I think in theory. If we're doing the human thing. I, I get that, but I think she wanted something that looked really prommy. Like, I think she specifically went to, like, a prom dress section yes. of the store, which is where you find dresses like this. Well, she could have gotten a much cuter, like, baby blue, soft, classic dress in, like, the evening gown section of the store. Mm-hmm. But I think she specifically went to the prom section. I think you're right. And it is to her detriment. Yeah. It's not a good look on her. She's worse dressed of the people we see. Easily. So then we go back and check in with Stefan and Elena. They're dancing still. And Stefan says, so you're just here to help Rebecca get the cure, right? On what happens to be the most sentimental night in high school. And Elena says, you think this is my cry for help? I'd be happy to show you what a real cry for help sounds like. Don't know what that means. I think it just means she would kill someone. Oh, yeah. He says, so this, us, you feel nothing? And she says, oh, I feel nothing. And then he says, I don't believe you. And she says, I don't care. He's putting it on. And then he really puts it on. He says, so you don't remember what it used to feel like when we dance? When my hand would touch your waist and he touches her waist. And he's smart. He's keeping it. Her head is over his shoulder. So they're not being eye contact. So mm-hmm. she can have little flits of feelings if she wants to. He touches her waist and you can tell she's like, oh, OK, this is this is good. And she says, no. And he says, mm, how about this? And then he holds her hand and he says, when our fingers would touch And she's clearly loving that. And she says nothing. And then he says, and this, and then he dips her. And they are looking at each other. It is early Stelena loving their eyes. She's feeling something, it appears. You can see Damon is watching this and he was like, what? He's like, oh my God. This is working and I didn't get like a flicker. Stefan says, does your heart really refuse to remember? And for a second, it looks like they're about to kiss. But then she says, what heart? And leaves. And Damon glares. He's like, what the hell? Why am I shipping Stelena? Yeah, and he's kind of like playing it off like, oh, rats, it didn't work. But he's looking at this like, why did you get so much further with her than me? I thought she picked me. He's like, didn't she pick me? Am I on glue? (laughs) Then we see Caroline come in in a dress that is easily the best dress of the evening. I do not like the hairstyle they did with it. I'll say that. I like it in a way. I get it for the dress, and I think it's what Caroline would want. I think it's a very pretty updo. I generally don't love, like, full updos with strapless dresses, but that's my own personal choice. I agree. I know that's where I'm coming from. And I do think that Caroline, similar to Rebecca, wants to have a very prom look. She wants prom to be specific. And I think because of that, she's like, I'm doing my hair up. Yeah, and it has the whole pearl theme so she can put stuff in her hair. I like the embellishments and I like parts of the hair. I just don't love like a giant side bun. Mm -hmm. Like if it had been like a centered in the back with like some wispy pieces. Yeah. I would have liked that. I agree. It's not my favorite hairstyle, but it doesn't do much to ruin her. I mean, she looks absolutely stunning. She looks beautiful. Klaus really outdid himself with this dress. He was waiting for this one. And I do think it's funny with the, this is like a, precursor to Caroline's wedding remote because she's out here wearing white looking beautiful. Yeah, she sure is. And you can see she's like admiring the prom. She's really proud of it. She obviously planned it. Yeah, she's like, 
look at everyone. They're here. I did it. Great job, me. Elena cannot wait more than 30 seconds. She walks up and she says, how do I look? It's like, girl, she knows you stole her dress. Let her come to you. You don't need to rub it in her face right away. Give it some breathing time. Like, if she didn't know where her dress went, maybe this would shock her. But Elena, it didn't take a genius to figure it out. And she found a much prettier dress. And I know you can see that. Yes. Take the L. Do a cutesy little wave and a dirty look. You don't have to talk to her about this because you lost. The way Caroline lives rent-free in No Humanity Elena's head. Yeah, literally. Caroline says, are you kidding? You look like a backstabbing bitch. And then she spots Stefan. Then she remembers the plan. (laughs) She says, the dress is beautiful and it brings out your eyes. And it is beautiful. It does bring out her eyes. And Elena says, thanks. Thought I'd do it a favor. Yeah, Elena's like, she almost reads this like it's a nice, like it's an actual compliment. But Caroline was just like trying to give a compliment because she knew she had to. And then she still swats it down. Yeah. And Stefan says, hey, Caroline, why don't you come dance with me? And she does, because he's like, this is obviously not working. You two are not ready to do this yet. Yeah, he's like, Caroline is not working in the plan A side of things. Yeah. Now I would argue because plan A is dumb. But that's just me. (laughs) So Stefan and Caroline dance. And she says, I know you said to kill her with kindness, but can't I just kill her? And Stefan says, I see you found a dress. And she says, it's from Klaus. Don't ask. (laughs) He says, you know, you have him wrapped around your little finger, right? Dodoy. She says, yeah, obviously. She says, if I really had Klaus wrapped around my finger, I'd be here with Tyler right now. Girl, this is an upgrade. He is my third choice of who I want you here with. And it's a distant third. Yeah. Get over him. And then she says, making any progress with the dress thief? And Stefan says, I don't know. I think it's affecting me a whole lot more than it's affecting her. And she says, what do you mean? And he says, every time I tell myself I'm moving on, there's this part of me that can't seem to shake her. And Caroline says, well, that's normal, Stefan. You guys were in love. That doesn't just go away because you declare you're moving on. And it's not like you guys like broke up in a super set way. Like you kind of did the I'm not fired, I quit thing. You weren't really ready to dump her anyway. So of course it's taking you a while. Yeah. And he says, well, then how does anyone ever seem to move on? And Caroline says, I don't know. I think someday you'll meet someone new and fall madly in love and you'll have moved on without even realizing it. Steriline Hive, we're eating tonight at prom. We thought it was going to be a Claroline prom, but it's a Steriline prom, bitch. Mmm, yummy. It is, it is. And this was emotional. I was was like, okay. You're like, I see it. You get Steriline. I get it, I get it. It's my second choice still, but I get it. Yeah. Steriline Hive, we really do eat tonight. Mmm, yummy. Then we go over to check at the prom queen and king vote table, which April is staffing. April is wearing a really, really cute dress. It's kind of an insane prom choice. But she's a junior. In this first shot of it, it's like the top is kind of like unzipped a little, which I don't care for. I like it much better when it's fully zipped. But it's kind of cute. Like she's meant to give this like emo thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's giving that kind of like punk rock prom thing. I feel like they didn't quite know what to do with her because they didn't want to make her too alt to be like so much of an Anna knockoff. But they wanted to make her kind of alt. But we haven't really seen like her personality come through in a lot of the fashion she's been wearing. Yeah. So I think this is like one of the first April Young looks we get that really like shows her personality in a fun way. So I really like it. I don't know that I feel like I fully buy it as a prom look, I guess. Oh, sure. I buy that. It feels more homecoming-y to me. You're right. I see that. 
But it's possible she's just working the dance that she's not like that. She's just there with like ASB or something. Yeah, she'd still wear a dress. I mean, it looks cute. It's not my favorite of the night. I think she could do a little better, but I, I like the dress concept. Yes. And April tells Rebecca, like, hey, girly, I can't just make you prom queen. It is based on votes and you have approximately none. She's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's about votes. And like, I would be fully lying. Like, it's not like it's close and I'm doing you a favor. Like, no one voted for you. And it's it's funny because, like, Rebecca hasn't been campaigning. Like, she's new to this school. She never goes to school. And this is her first ever dance. Like, of course she's not getting votes for prom queen. I don't know if she thought she was going to get votes for prom queen. I think she thought that maybe, like, maybe people were just admiring her from afar. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe she just thought that, like, April gets to choose prom queen or something. She's never been to a prom before. Well, and it's the same thing that sometimes she'll talk to Matt. And it's like, you know, he doesn't like you. Why are you acting like he should? Like <laughs> asking, would I be a good human? Do you want his opinion? You're going to ask the guy who you ran off a bridge yeah. if he thinks you're a good human? Ask April. She's at least your friend. Yeah. So I think she just has a, a misread of people in general. Definitely. Rebecca says, you can't just help out a friend. And April says, no, I can't. And you can't make me. I drink for vain tea now. <laughs> and Rebecca says, I wasn't going to compel you. But okay, any other day you would have, though, Rebecca. Yeah. Like, she's like, I wouldn't compel you. Like, girl, only because today you are not allowed to. Yeah. And then Elena comes up, grabs April's neck and says, you can't be compelled, but you can be killed. Rebecca wins prom queen. Got it. And Rebecca says, hey, what the bloody hell are you doing? And Elena lets April go. And she's like, what you were about to do. Rebecca says, I wasn't going to threaten her. And Elena says, remember that time you tortured me? It was not torture. She made you sit in the library for an hour. But okay. (laughs) (laughs) She says, until I told you how to find the cure, you ruined my relationship with Stefan. Not really. You did that yourself, girl. I think you did that when you slept with his brother the day you broke up. But whatever. <laughs> let's not let's not split hairs. But that, the past is in the past. And then she says, and then trapped us with a werewolf. Now that Rebecca did do. Rebecca says, yeah, so. And Elena says, you're not a good person. You're not going to win this cure by being yourself. So just stand there and refrain from talking, okay? And she's like, man, another person telling me I'm not a good person. She's like, and I know Elena's not a good person, but come on. She's like, I'm starting to think that maybe like it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Then we go outside. Bonnie is dancing with Jeremy Silas. <laughs> she says, you and me, it's senior prom. And we finally get like a good shot of her full dress. They have her in a beautiful, stunning navy dress. She looks incredible in it with like some kind of fringy type organza. It's a very cute dress. Really Bonnie, I think. The necklace is incredible. The jewelry is incredible. The wig is a crime. They have her in the worst wig in the world. I can't believe they did this to her. The worst wig with one single clip, not holding a thing back. It's just in there. It's just on the hair. It looks like a bug is sitting in her hair. A sparkly little bug. This is so mean. It is so rude. I cannot believe it. It's a crime what they did. It's season four, guys. Now it's just racist. Yeah. So Jeremy and Bonnie dance and he says, do you miss me, Bonnie? Because Silas isn't waiting for her to bring it up on her own. He's like, I really thought she would know it was me by now. Maybe it's been like three songs. And he's like, how many fucking songs do we have to dance to? When can we talk about fucking Silas? When can we talk about me? And he says, oh, do you miss me? And she says, of course I do. And he says, do you want this to be real? And she says, yes. And he says, well, it can be. Your magic can bring me back for good. You have the power to do the spell now. It's very infomercially. 
And she says, oh, my God, you're Silas. Yeah. And it's like, girl, who did you think it was? Girl, Jeremy's been dead. And you can't see ghosts. Silas has been presenting himself to you as Shane. I guess she's only ever seen him as Shane. So maybe she didn't know he could, like, shapeshift. Only Klaus knows that. Yeah, maybe she just thought he took over Shane's body. Yeah. But it doesn't explain how she thinks Jeremy got there. She should have done the math that it was Silas. Or at least that it was like something nefarious. Or that she's maybe asleep. (laughs) Either way, she should have been questioning it a lot more before this moment. But he says, oh, you need me, Bonnie. She says, I don't need you. I don't want anything to do with you. And he says, you have no idea how dangerous you are. If I don't help you, you'll kill yourself. She says, "Mm, you're trying to get in my head. First of all, he's already in. Yeah, he's in there. He has bought property. Yeah. He says, I'm just asking for your help in return for mine. She says, leave me alone. And she tries to leave. And he says, wake up on fire recently. And she says, how do you know that? Because she is concerned about that. Yeah, that is a concern. She says, did you do that to me? And he says, please, Bonnie, let me help you before you hurt somebody or yourself. She says, you don't care about me. You only care about bringing down the wall to the other side and I won't do it. And he says, don't you want to see Jeremy again? And she says, not like this and leaves. She'll change her mind about an hour. Yeah. Then we go over to Klaus's house. Elijah is holding the white oak steak. And Klaus says, oh, where'd you get that? And Elijah says, our baby sister. Once she's human, it'll make no difference to her whatsoever. So take it. He hands it to Klaus. Klaus says, why would you give me this? But he does take it. Yeah, he takes it and and asks because he wants to know, but he wants to get his hands on it. Yeah. And Elijah says, we are immortal apart from the stake. Now that it's yours, you have nothing to fear. And Klaus says, yeah, but Silas is going to keep tormenting me. And Elijah says, well, you've survived endless torments throughout the centuries. You'll shake this. And if you can't, you'll outrun him. Honestly, this is on Elijah for just like saying this so much. If I was Klaus, I'd be like, fuck you. I was also like when he said, you know, you'll outrun him. And I was like, oh, he's trying to get Catherine in the conversation like, you know, if you are so comfortable making someone else run, then you can run. Klaus laughs and says, yeah, it's that simple. Without the cure, what makes you think I'll spare your beloved Katerina? Or have you figured out you're simply another fly in her web? Elijah says, I am another fly in her web, but I love it. But I love it. It's a nice web. I get to be friends with the other flies. And she comes and talks to me. Right now, I'm her favorite fly. Yeah. He says, You will spare her because I'm asking you to spare her. As your family, as your only living brother, I would ask that you provide me with this opportunity to feel, to care, to love. Klaus says, well, you know, I gave you that opportunity and you sided against me. So if I run, it will be to chase her. And as your only living brother, I'll make it my cause that you never know a moment of happiness. A little much, Klaus. (laughs) It is a little much. And Elijah just kind of does what he does best here. And he just you know, kind of condescends to Klaus a little bit because there's nothing that gets Klaus more than being condescended to. Because at the end of the day, that's his big brother. Yeah. And Elijah says, it is such a hollow life you lead, Nick Klaus. And then he leaves. (laughs) That's all he says. Because you know what? It is. And Klaus knows it. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't like when other people know it because he thinks he's very scary to everyone. Yeah. And Elijah, not scared of you. Elijah's not even a little bit scared. I mean, Klaus holding the white oak stake that whole time. Klaus could have staked Elijah. And Elijah's just sitting there like, he's not going to do that. Yeah, Elijah's like, he wouldn't. Then we go back to prom. Rebecca is sitting at a table by herself. Matt approaches. He's like, hey, you haven't seen Bonnie, have you? And Rebecca says, she's probably in the bathroom. Every other girl is. What? (laughs) And Rebecca's like, in her mind, she's like, oh, he just wanted to talk to me. No, he was looking for Bonnie. And you're someone who might know where Bonnie is because you're at prom. 
And you're not busy dancing with anyone because no one likes you. Yeah. And she says, and if you haven't noticed, I'm sitting here all on my own. So please, will you put me out of my misery and dance with me? And he says, I don't think so. He's like, no. (laughs) That doesn't sound like me. Pass. (laughs) She says, Matt, please. This is a girl's worst nightmare. Please. And since he has nothing better to do, he holds out his hand and they do dance. You were kinging, Matt. Why are you doing this? You know what? I'll say it. I'm kind of rooting for these two as a couple. You're rooting for Matt and Rebecca? I am. Because I honestly think they are a good match. Because Rebecca wants nothing more than a guy who's like simple and obsessed with her. And Matt is fine being pulled along for the ride. I guess I just don't really care if Matt or Rebecca find love. (laughs) I don't really care if they find love. But if I had to pick a couple for them, this is the one I'd pick. I guess you're right. I'm kind of rooting for Rebecca just in general. Because I do think in spite of all her flaws, I would like for her to experience love. And I think Matt's probably her best call at it. Yeah. If he can get past, you know, that she tried to kill him. I think if they could get past those differences, I do think they'd actually be a good couple. I've thought this for a long time. I'm sure you have. I just generally don't. I'm not a big Rebecca fan. I know you're not. I like her more on this watch than I did the first one. But I just, I'm like, girl, you're kind of a bitch. (laughs) She causes a lot of her own problems. I do honestly think, like, if she became human, married Matt, had kids, they would have a happy, happy life together. I do think so, too. I mean, she'd be insane still, don't get me wrong. But I do think they would have a a happy life. I think they're each other's best match, again, because they're both kind of bottom of the barrel at the moment. But I do like Rebecca. Yeah. But not enough to not pair with Matt. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) While they dance, Rebecca says, you know, I thought about what you said about being good and you're right. It won't be easy, but it's worth trying. And he says, I don't really understand why my opinions are so important to you because no one really gives a fuck what I think. (laughs) Well, I love it because she's like being like, oh, we're going to have this whole deep talk. It's like and that's like we're not like friends. Like, I don't really want to talk to you. She strong arms him into this conversation by sheer force of will. She just keeps opening up until he's like, has to say something. Yeah. She says, you're everything I want to be. Loyal, honest, kind. People root for you to succeed. Who? Who said that? <laughs> is the person rooting for him to succeed in the room with us right now? <laughs> Literally. It is like, I think Matt also responds to this because he's like, oh, you're paying attention to me? Yeah. Everyone else doesn't give a fuck what happens to me. Rebecca says, Elena even died for you. Girl, you ran them off a bridge. Matt says, I'm a busboy, Rebecca. It's not like I'm out here saving the world. Also, I'm a bad busboy. Also, I suck at that job. I think they're going to fire me. I'm not your busboy. I'm your bad (laughs) busboy. Rebecca says, but you're human. You're so beautifully human. And then we get away from this conversation. Thank God. Yeah, because he's just boring. If she wanted someone really human, it would be one of these people that doesn't know about vampires in town. Yeah. She kind of wants a boring person, though. Exactly. She's kind of a, enough crazy for, like, three people. Yeah, she's enough crazy for one couple. And Matt's boring enough. It's like, you know, she could be like, yeah, he's being a, a dumb fucking bitch to someone. And he'd be like, she's crazy. Anyway, like <laughs> he'd be like, my wife's crazy. <laughs> Then we go check over across the dance floor. Caroline and Damon are standing on the outskirts of the dance floor. She says, aren't you on save Elena duty? And he's taking a drink from his flask. 
And he says, I'm taking a little breather. He's like, I'm bad at it. And it's stressing me out. Stefan is kind of eating and I'm sitting here being lame. And they don't really say anything to each other. They're just standing there for a while. Because like, mm, we don't have anything to say to each other. <laughs> we don't really hang out. <laughs> We're kind of like the Phoebe and Chandler. Yeah. She says, okay, this prom sucks. It's our last dance together and it's awful. This is not how I wanted to remember this night. Damon gives her the flask. She says, thanks. And then she takes a drink and she says, okay, if anyone needs me, I'll be at the after party. Yeah, because she's like, I'm done with this. I've seen enough. I've had it. So she leaves and then quickly Bonnie approaches Damon and says, so we have a problem. They convene with Matt and Stefan. And she's telling them about how, you know, Silas appeared as Jeremy. She's like, it's like Jeremy was there. I could talk to him. I could feel him. And Stefan says, yeah, that's what Silas does. Like, you can't let him get to you again. And Damon says, yeah, because you all crazy and brainwashed isn't a good look. Give her a minute. Like, y'all are not going to fall for this in two minutes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Elena eavesdrops with her vampire hearing. And Rebecca says, what am I missing? And Elena says, Silas is appearing to Bonnie as my dead brother, which means he still wants her to do the spell. And Rebecca says, so the nice thing about having no feelings is you don't fear your enemies on the other side. Elena's like, "Mm, I'm not really worried about my enemies. I don't have that many enemies on the other side. I'm really worried about people like Alaric and Jeremy because uh, the Salvatore brothers are annoying enough as it is. But can you imagine if my brother came back to the living? He'd spend every waking hour trying to get me to get my humanity back. Super good read. That's absolutely what he and Alaric would be doing. Yeah. I said that a couple episodes ago. Exactly. Then April takes the stage and she says, okay, the ballots have been tallied, which means it's time to announce this year's prom king and queen. And Stefan says, okay, one of us should take her home. Damon says, what? No, she's safer here in public around all these people. There's no way Silas can make everyone see the same thing all at once. When he said that, I was like, is April Silas? Because I was like, is that what he's implying? (laughs) But no, it's just April. Matt says, in the meantime, how do we look out for a guy who can appear as anyone? No one answers that question because April says, all right, your prom king and queen are Matt Donovan and Bonnie Bennett. Good for Matt. I believe that Matt was elected prom king he was like football player he's friends with the popular people yeah the guys are not going to vote for stefan out of spite and i do also believe bonnie won because frankly i think elena and caroline split the vote yeah i do i thought caroline rebecca elena because i would think bonnie would not have any interest in this like i know bonnie wouldn't campaign for this especially given what she's going through but good for her get that bitch a crown and i bet some of the student body was like well caroline's miss mystic falls And Elena's been kind of a bitch lately. Yeah, they're like, I know I really should vote for Elena because she's kind of been through a lot, but she's been such a bitch lately (laughs) that you like can feel bad for her. And everyone's like, and, you know, Jeremy is sad for Elena, but he's also sad for Bonnie because they dated and Elena's being a bitch. So we might as well do it for Bonnie. And someone's like, oh, Bonnie and Jeremy dated. That's weird. I didn't think they had any chemistry. And someone's like, I know it's weird, right? feels like they were just trying to pair Bonnie up with some random guy. Yeah, everyone's like, yeah, I didn't really care for it either. Good thing he's dead. We don't have to vote for him for prom king. Yeah. Let's vote for Matt. He's nice. Oh, Matt was Jeremy's friend. That'll be nice. Big conversations going on. (laughs) Second period. And that was happening at lunch tables all over. (laughs) Uh, Spotlight finds them and they're surprised that they won, but they go up to the stage. And Rebecca says, oh, of course, Bonnie Bennett. Rebecca's jealous of Bonnie now. That's such an insane thing to say. Because what do you mean? Of course, Bonnie Bennett. Bonnie never gets anything. Bonnie never wins any recognition for anything. If it was Caroline, sure. If it was Elena, sure. But Bonnie? She's like, not Bonnie again. Like, no, she let her win something. The only other thing Bonnie got that Rebecca wanted was coming to prom with Matt. And they came as a trio, Matt, Caroline, and Bonnie. It's not like Matt was even Bonnie's date. Exactly. 
She is just so stupid. <laughs> Elena says, you know, everyone's so worried about Silas, but there's an obvious solution to all of this. And then it's like, oh, Elena, please don't say it. It's like, Elena, you already tried to kill one best friend. Do you really need to go for the other one, too? And she says, he needs Bonnie. He can't do this ball without her. So if he can't kill Silas, kill his witch. And Rebecca says, mm, I can't kill anyone. I'm supposed to be human. Uh, first of all, humans can kill people. Yeah. You just have to do it as a human. Yeah. Elena says, well, maybe you can't, but I can. And she starts walking. It's like, oh, come on. Like, I was worried for a sec, but then I was like, wait, Bonnie's so powerful that she's lighting a couch on fire at night. I don't think Elena's going to be able to get that far. Yeah. Then we go over to the Lockwood house where I guess they're throwing the after party. Caroline brings in some grocery bags, presumably for the after party. And then she turns around and Tyler's there with flowers. Yawn. You hear someone come in. I was like, oh my God, Klaus is there. She turns around, it's Tyler. And I'm like, okay. I guess we're still doing this. And he's he's so cute. Yes. He is so cute. But, but at what cost? Tyler says, I don't think you've ever looked more beautiful. And you can hear as he's walking with the flowers, they sound dry as hell. Where did he get these flowers? He bought them before he got on the plane. <laughs> the ugliest flowers I've ever seen. They're not that ugly. They're fine. They're fine, but they are they are crunching. <laughs> they're crunching. She hugs him. They kiss. She says, you can't be here, Klaus. And Tyler says he can't get in. Matt owns this place now. He had to invite me inside. Caroline says, if Klaus finds out, Tyler says he won't. You didn't really think I was going to miss prom, did you? Also, like, you know, he won't probably, but... Maybe don't stand by a window with no curtains. Yeah, maybe close curtains. Go on the second floor at least. And it's like, yeah, I didn't think you'd come to prom. You don't text me back. Yeah, you haven't talked to me in weeks. You won't answer a single thing I say. So yeah, I thought you were going to skip prom. And then he says, Caroline Forbes, may I have this dance? And she's very happy. Good for her. Move on, girl. And you can do better. Dump him. Then we go outside prom. Damon is with his flask. He's looking at the photo slideshow and he looks at a photo of Stefan and Elena from the 50s decade dance. And oh boy, do they look in love because they were then. Yeah, he's not having a good night. This day is getting worse and worse. And then Stefan approaches, or so we think. Mm -hmm. And he says, hey, looking for Silas? Or are you waxing nostalgic about misspent youth? And Damon says, what happened to you being over it? Silas is like, oh, okay. You're just going to get this one right to me, huh? Layup alert. Silas is like, you know what? I think I'm going <laughs> to inflict some emotional warfare tonight. Stefan says, well, what do you mean? And Damon says, for a guy who's ready to move on, you seem pretty convincing as a boyfriend on the dance floor. A boy, he was ready to move on because you slept with his girlfriend the day after they broke up. Like, let's not act like it's weird that Stefan might still have some residual feelings for Elena. Well, let's not act like Damon and Elena are like exclusively dating at the moment. Yes. That's wishful thinking on his part. She does not give a fuck about you, buddy. I know that that's where this is coming from is like Elena was like, mm, yeah, I said I loved you because I was sired to you and I'm not anymore. So that's not true anymore. Yeah. And then he goes and sees like she's actually having feelings for Stefan. It's Catherine all over again. Yeah, he's not doing well. But then Stefan says... Isn't that what we're doing? Reminding Elena what she's lost. And Damon says, like her feelings for you. And Stefan says, I mean, yeah, maybe. Look, I don't mean to be a dick, Damon, but Elena and I have history. Memories, laughs, ups and downs, a real relationship. I mean, what you have is just a one night stand that was probably the result of the sire bond. My jaw dropped. Now, I know this is Silas, but for a second, it was like, oh my God, Stefan is eating him alive. 
I could not believe Stefan said it, and it's because he didn't. I was like, I mean, he's kind of right. I know what Stefan's kind of correct. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but of course it upsets Damon because it is it is tough love. It is mean. And Damon did not need to hear it because he is already thinking that himself. It's like they were in a relationship. I had sex with her one time and she sired to me. Yeah. So and now she doesn't want to hang out with me at prom. So I'm not feeling great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so Damon wants to take out that frustration with his fists. So he jumps at Stefan to fight him. But then Stefan stakes him in the stomach. He says, your mind is a very dark and riveting place, Damon. And so we learn that it's Silas because Silas gets inside people's heads. And Damon says, Silas, where is my brother, you psychic freak? And Silas says, oh, he's in the woods where I convinced him I was you. He's probably in a bit of pain now, too. The witch is mine. Stay away from her. And he leaves. Silas ate on that one. That one, you didn't know that was Silas until the very end there. I didn't at all. I had no guess. Yeah. And I was guessing everyone was Silas. Like anytime we cut some, I was like, Silas, April Silas, Matt Silas, Rebecca Silas. This time I was like, nope, that's Stefan. Here's Stefan and Damon talking. Just a little brother catch up. I was just sitting like, okay, an easy Stefan Damon scene. No Silas here. (laughs) And then we go inside. Matt and Bonnie are taking their queen and king photos. And Elena approaches, like she looks at them, like, you know, she's got her eye on the prize. Matt steps off the stage so Bonnie can get some solo shots. And Rebecca goes to Matt and she says, you need to get your queen off the stage. And he says, "Mm, I can't really do that. She's getting her solo shots. And Rebecca says, you didn't hear it from me, but Elena's up to something. Just say Elena's going to kill Bonnie. What's with the vague? Yeah. Matt sees Bonnie go into another room. And then we see that room. Bonnie puts down the flowers and crown. And Elena comes in and says, congrats, Bonnie. And Bonnie says, what do you want? (laughs) Bonnie's like, not you. Mm-mm. Elena says, I want you to stop being a problem. And then she like flashes her veins and grabs Bonnie's shoulder. But like, of course, Bonnie can see it coming. So Bonnie does like a spell that hurts Elena. Some kind of aneurysm spell, maybe. But then she loses control of it. There's wind throughout the whole prom. Lights are exploding. Everyone's screaming. And then Matt comes in. And he says, hey, Bonnie, relax. Hey, Bonnie, chill out, please. Bonnie says, no, something is happening. I got to get out of here. And she leaves. And then Matt looks at Elena as Elena gets up. Then April comes in and April's like, oh, my God, what's up? Elena goes up to April and she says, hey, remember when I told you to make Rebecca prom queen? And then she hits April's head on a table and then does a quick bite. But she can't drink her blood because April drinks her vain tea. And then she drops her and says, you should have listened and then leaves. And it does look for a second like she just killed her. So then we go outside. Matt has like laid April on the ground and she's, you know, looking unconscious. Yeah, she's just laying there. And he says, hey, April, like, please wake up. And I think he, like, checks for breathing so he knows she's alive. Yeah. Rebecca comes out and she's like, hey, why'd you call me? And then she sees April and she's like, oh, my God. And he says, hey, can you feed her your blood? And she says, can't we just call 911 or something? She's like, can't we do the human thing? He's like, girl, have you ever called 911? (laughs) They're not always fast. He said, they're not always fast and it costs a fuck ton. Matt says, she's dying. Please help her. And Rebecca says, well, I can't. If I heal her with my vampire blood, Elijah won't give me the cure and I won't get to be human. Matt says, how is this even a choice right now? (laughs) Matt's like, are you joking? No, like, I'm not dealing with this politics thing. Heal this human that just got bit because of you. He says, you want to be human? Prove it. Be good. Do the right thing and save her life. And she's like, I don't know about that. (laughs) She's like, here's the thing human being good <laughs> what a conundrum i'm in yeah then we go to the woods 
Damon finds Stefan staked to a tree. He pulls the stake out and Damon says, let me guess. An extremely handsome man came up to you claiming to be me. Stefan says, yeah. Damon's like, yeah. <laughs> That's a fun clip. I liked that one. It's a good one. <laughs> then we go to the parking lot. Bonnie is walking and Jeremy slash Silas follows her. And he says, Bonnie, wait. And Bonnie says, hey, Silas, get away from me. And Silas says, you know, we can help each other. She says, this is what you do. You wait until I lose control. Then you want to swoop in and save me. And he says, you really think you have a choice? If you don't help me, your expression will consume you from the inside out. She says, get away from me. Car alarms start to go off. And Silas says, mm, you didn't try to do that, did you? He's like, and what's that noise? And what are those things? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know what cars and are. What kind of birds are those? <laughs> anyway. He says, your magic is taking on a life of its own. You need help controlling it. Listen to me, Bonnie. Breathe. And she says, I'll die before I let you control me again. <laughs> and he says, Bonnie, listen to me. Control. She makes some wind, whatever. She screams, get out of my head. She closes her eyes. She calms it down. The wind, the car alarms, they all stop. And then he's gone. Then, you know, Bonnie's just sitting there relaxing. And then Elena comes out of nowhere and bites her and feeds. And it's like, Elena, let it fucking go. Yeah. So Bonnie screams. But then Elena starts like gagging and then puking up the blood. So we can assume Bonnie's doing some kind of spell or something's up with her blood. So Bonnie gets up and then she turns to Elena, like suffering on the ground, choking and does a spell. She does her classic that like breaks bones and such. Yeah. Damon and Stefan approach and Stefan says, hey, Bonnie, please stop. He's like, Bonnie, that's enough. And also it's notable that Bonnie's little neck wound heals itself. Oh, yes, it does. Elena says, Damon, help me. So after all that, she's still calling for Damon. Yeah, Damon's like, okay, I really needed that today. Thanks, girl. <laughs> Stefan says, hey, Bonnie, you're killing her. And Bonnie says, I know what I'm doing. Bonnie says, do I look like I give a fuck? And Stefan says, that's the magic talking. Like, this is your best friend. And Damon says, hey, Bonnie. And Elena is suffering. She looks at Bonnie. She says, please. And then Bonnie stops. And like, Bonnie calms down. And Elena does look deeply scared. Yes. And Stefan says, hey, Bonnie, you okay? And she says, no. <laughs> says, obviously not. I almost died. The shell of my best friend almost killed me. None of this is okay. And she leaves. And then Damon picks up Elena and immediately shoots her with Bervain to knock her out. And Stefan says, okay, plan B. Yeah, I don't know why this wasn't plan A. Yeah, th that should have been plan A. I'm sorry. Plan A was a colossal failure in every conceivable way. Yeah, as most of their plan A's are. Then we go back over to prom. April is now awake. Matt gives April his jacket and he goes to Rebecca and he's like, thank you for saving her. Rebecca's like crying because she knows it's over. She says, Elena was right. I should have just stayed home. And Matt says, you know, no one has to know what you did. I'm not going to tell anyone. And she says, you'd really do that for me. He doesn't even have to do anything. Elijah and him don't talk. He's like, I frankly just don't care enough to go tell someone about this. And at least if you were human, someone will kill you. It won't be me, but it'll be someone. Yeah, he's like, I honestly really don't give a fuck. I'm just happy you saved her life. Like, I can keep it a secret. Yeah, he's like, I really could care less what happens to you. But if it'll make you leave, then no, I won't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. And he says, I would do that for you. And you know what? Maybe I was a little harsh earlier. You wouldn't make the worst human. That's only because there are some real bad humans out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, she won't be the worst human. She won't be Ted Bundy. Yeah, not being the worst human is like not exactly a win. Yeah. She says, are you offering me a job as a busboy? And he said, I don't know where you got that. 
I definitely don't want to work with you. Absolutely not. I, I bet you're shit at closing. Yeah. He said, I don't really think that you have a good work ethic. And frankly, I don't really need to work with a young girl. You'll take all my tips and I don't have many to start with. I can't emphasize how bad I am at this job. And frankly, my boss doesn't really respect my referrals. <laughs> yeah. He does not trust me to make a good call. She says, you know, I'd look cute in an apron. And he says, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. He's like, okay, can I go? He said, do you think we're flirting? He's like, I have to ask, do you seriously think we're flirting right now? Do you think we've been flirting all night? Be honest. And then he looks at April and he says, mm, I should probably get April home. And she says, okay. And he goes to April and walks her out. Rebecca just watches. And Rebecca's like, oh, how romantic. And it's like, he left with a different girl. Yeah. And then Rebecca's standing there and Klaus appears. And he says, ah, dear, sweet April Young. Now there's a girl with a future. So yeah, now Elijah will definitely know. Yeah. She says, well, April was dying and I acted with human decency. You can't get more human than that. Nice attempt at a spin. Yeah, it's it's the best you have. I get it. But Klaus says, actually, you can. You can stand idly by as poor April takes her final breath. You can ask, why does this always happen to innocent people? Where did the spirits go? Was there anything I could have done? That is what it means to be human, sister. You give humanity too much credit. Because he's being fair. They're talking about how Elijah said to her humanity was romantic notion. It is a romantic notion that humanity is just like caring for people and watching out for each other. Because part of humanity, as we've seen through turning humanity off and on, is the bad side of humanity and the sadness and the grief. Yeah. Part of being a vampire is you can avoid some of those. And yeah, you get some of it brought in if you like yeah. want to fight everybody. But it's part of humanity. Mm-hmm. And she says, are you going to tell Elijah? He says, no, you are. <laughs> and then we go back and forth to Rebecca's house and prom while this happens. And we are meant to believe initially that this is a flash forward when Rebecca gets home. Elijah says, ah, you're home. How did our Cinderella fare? And she says, I won't lie. There were complications. And then at prom, Klaus says, you'll tell him you cheated. You failed and you don't deserve the cure. And then at Rebecca's house, she says, but I passed your test with flying colors. So it's like, oh yeah, I, I lied. I'm lying. Elijah says, well then, if this is what you truly want, it's yours. And he hands her the cure. She opens the box and looks at it. Yeah, to confirm that it is indeed in the box because Silas is like, I'm checking. He's got to act fast. Yeah. Back at prom, Rebecca says, why is it so hard for you to let me be happy? Klaus says, because your happiness comes at the expense of my sanity, because I refuse to entertain yet another one of your whims, because you are bored and you're looking for a reason to matter. He got her there. He did. And then he says, thankfully, I don't have to waste any more breath fighting you on the subject. She says, wait, what does that mean? Yeah, because Klaus, he's like, I just needed you to be here while Silas went and grabbed it. <laughs> and then at Rebecca's house, she closes the box and says, well, I guess it's time I turned into a pumpkin. Thank you, Elijah. She walks inside and you can imagine Silas like ran. Yeah, you, she's like walking nice and slowly. And then as soon as he gets up, it's like, as soon as the phone rings. Because Elijah's like looking and smiling like, oh, how nice. I did a good thing for my sister today. I'm a good brother. And then the phone rings and Silas is like, I'm out of here. <laughs> so the phone rings and Elijah looks down and it's Rebecca. And he's like, that's weird. Why is she calling me? She just walked inside. Why didn't she just turn back? Yeah. <laughs> so he answers the phone and she says, Elijah, I think Nick's up to something. And he says, hey, where did you go? 
And she says, I'm still at the prom. Look, just don't do anything with the cure until I see you. Something's not right. And Elijah says, gulp. She's like, Elijah, Elijah, do not take your eyes off that cure. And he says, I think it might be a little late for that. (laughs) So we can assume based on the lines that basically Silas turned into Rebecca. But also that Klaus told Silas like, hey, here's this thing going on. Just go get the cure. Just go be Rebecca. Or possibly Silas got into someone's mind. No, I think Klaus told him to do this. Yeah, Klaus seems very in control of the situation. Because Klaus knew that he needed to get the cure from Rebecca. And he knew that Elijah wasn't going to give it to him. So might as well take advantage of the shape-shifting. Yeah. We go back over to the Lockwood house. Caroline and Tyler are slow dancing. He says, I have to go soon. People will be here for the party. And if anyone sees me, who's going to tell Klaus who sees you here? And I don't know, like, go hide in a room. Yeah. Like, and Caroline can come say hi later. Yeah, she says, I know. And she kisses him. And she says, thank you for the best prom ever. They kiss and he leaves. And once again, it's another situation of, before you go out the door, look out the window. See if anyone's lurking in the bushes. Yeah, you have a house that Klaus can't get into. Let's use that. Or you have vampire speed running. Get out the door and just start running. Yeah. Why are we walking? You have to leave so soon you can't stay with your girlfriend for all prom night, but you're walking normal speed out. What's that? So then Klaus approaches and says, was it worth it? And Tyler goes, ah! (laughs) Klaus says, was it worth it? To see her smile, to make her dream night come true. Was it worth it? Tyler says nothing. And Klaus just says, in the shared interest of giving Caroline the night of her dreams, I'm going to allow you five seconds before I rip your heart out of your chest. Then he goes, five, four, three, and Tyler has run. Tyler should have called that bluff. Yeah. I know he was too scared to, but come on. Then we go over to the Salvatore dungeon. Stefan lays Elena down. And Damon says she might not feel much, but she's going to feel that in the morning. He ha ha. And you know what? Good that she's in here. Why do you guys not use this dungeon more? They should have done this two weeks ago. And I know they don't use it more because we need to see Elena without her humanity like doing shit. But come on, use that dungeon. Yeah. So Stefan says, what's the plan? This is like the fourth time this episode they've asked what the plan is. You guys want to talk about the plan before you do something? Damon says, when Bonnie was wailing on her tonight, I could see it in her eyes. She thought she was going to die and she was scared. And Stefan says, fear. And Damon says, last I checked, one of those pesky human emotions. Stefan says, oh, so plan C is make her life a living hell. Great plan, I think. I'm just going to scare the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah. You think that's going to work? I mean, I think it's a starting point. I think there's a crucial key here. It's not just fear that affected her. Yeah. It's fear of death. And so I think that fear is something you have to tap in specifically. Sure. Just because you think you're all powerful and can get away with things because you don't have emotions doesn't mean you're like, actually safe like being immortal only matters if someone doesn't kill you Mm -hmm. damon says care to talk about our other problem you know the one that can be anyone anywhere anytime it's like well you guys have been avoiding talking about it all night so i guess you might as well do it now if anything i feel like you should have talked about this before you talked about what you're going to do with elena because it's much bigger scale and because elena's in the dungeon you're set with her stefan says Look, Silas still needs Bonnie, and if tonight is any indication, she's no pushover. She's not going to let him manipulate her anymore. And I'm not going to check on her to confirm that. I'm just going to assume that. I just saw her fight it once, and notably, she's been able to stop Shane every time, even if she knows he's bad. Except, you know, the time she told us all to do a third massacre, 
when we all thought we were anti-Shane. Why check on her? Damon says, well, I wouldn't underestimate his talents. He fooled the hell out of both of us. Great point. Yeah. Then they walk up the dungeon and Damon says, hey, BTW, like, what did he say to you anyway? And Stefan says he led me out in the woods, claimed he saw Silas and then staked me. How do he get to you? I do believe that that's what. Oh, I do not. What do you think Silas said to Stefan? I think that Silas came as Damon and was like, look, we need to talk about this Elena situation because it like I think her feelings for you are stronger than they are for me. And so I think you need to take the lead on this and like try to get her to be in love with you. Like, I think he fed into Stefan, like feeling like Elena, feeling Elena's feelings again. And then how did he get Stefan to go into the woods? He brought him out to tell him that in the woods. I believe that Silas didn't mess with Stefan the same way he messed with Damon. I do get that because he was kind of handed Damon's manipulation. Because when he came out as Stefan, he was like, oh, you're looking for Silas or what? What's going on? I don't think Silas was trying to be emotionally manipulative. I don't think that was his goal. I think he just wanted to stake them. But but Damon walked right into it. I know you thought that was a lie. So I just wanted to let you have a chance. I did think it was a lie. I do think you're making good points, though. Damon says, "Mm." he talked about his hair, figured it had to be you. Stefan says, funny. So Stefan knows that's a lie. Yeah, Stefan's like, okay, well, that clearly wasn't it. (laughs) But he's like, but I'm not going to push the issue. And then Stefan like looks in the dungeon. He looks like longingly at Elena. And Damon is about to go upstairs. He's like, hey, you coming? Stefan looks a little bit longer and he says, yeah. Mm hmm. Then we go over to Klaus's house and he comes into like his study and he finds a card addressed to him and it's got a little K wax stamp on it. It's not immediately clear who it's from. And then we start hearing a voice. It's from Catherine. She reads the note that she left for him. It says Klaus, I hear Elijah has refused you the cure and in return, you've refused my freedom. Shame on you both. But while you boys sort out your problems, I have one last thing to offer you. I've caught wind that there's a witch in New Orleans named Jane Ann Devereaux plotting a move against you. Hunt her down. What she has to say will rattle you so deeply to your core that chasing down me will be the least of your concerns. It's been a fun five centuries, Klaus, but I've worn down too many good heels running from you. Love and hate, Katerina. She's so slay with that heels line. <laughs> yes, with the heels line and love and hate. I love that. Perfect sign off. I'm going to put that in my email sign offs at work. It's going to say love and hate, Grace Piper. But she detached. What do you make of this little letter? It's sounding a lot like a spinoff. I have said it before, but I'm getting nervous with the spinoff because when am I going to get a clear line relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, am I not? Am I not going to get one? I mean, we've seen them go down to New Orleans for just an episode before. Yeah, but I feel like the next time we go to New Orleans will be the backdoor pilot. I guess we'll see. You're getting nervous. I'm just getting a little scared, <laughs> is all I have to say. We'll see if that fear is warranted at some point, I guess. Then we go to like, I think it's the Lockwood cellar. It's definitely underground. Maybe it's by the tomb. Bonnie comes in and she says, Silas. And then she says, I know it's you. My locator spell worked without using any of your possessions. And then Silas starts talking and it's a new voice we haven't heard before. Yeah. So we have to assume this is his actual form. Yes. We know he's not appearing as anyone. So we have to assume that this is actual like real form. He says, ah, you're finally acknowledging how powerful you are. She says, you're not Jeremy anymore. This is the real you. So tell me why you're hiding. And he says, call it Ketsia's revenge. When she learned I didn't love her, she used her magic to ensure no woman could ever love me. Okay, Beauty and the Beast. Sounds like she just gave you a bunch of burns, which people can look past that. Maybe if you had a better personality, 
that wouldn't be an issue. Maybe if you weren't a dick. Maybe if you weren't like emotionally manipulating everyone you want. And also doesn't really matter because you can shapeshift. So why are you so pissy about it? So what's the drama? He holds the cure and he's like, it should come as no surprise that now I simply want to die. And she says, well, and I want you to, by the way. I'd love that. And he says, even if it means bringing back every dead supernatural being. And she says, show me your face. He takes off a mask, I think. Or he like shuffles around a little bit. And he comes briefly out of the shadows. We only see a little sliver of his face, but it's definitely got like burns. Yeah. So now Bonnie has seen Silas's real face. And that is where we end the episode. So it seems like Bonnie's ready to do this spell. Do you think this veil is getting dropped? I do think it is. Before the end of the season? I think next episode. Next episode? I think because, frankly, I've said before, I'll say it again. Jeremy and Alec are coming back. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Yeah, you won't hear anything else. So the veil has to come down. Interesting. Do you think people are going to be mad coming back? Who do you think is going to be a big issue? Who do you think is going to be great to see? Here are my issues with the veil dropped, because I do think it's dropping. But we've already had an experience where we've seen like Frederick again. Sure. So I don't feel like everyone's coming back. But a lot of people who came in that one were either shown to maybe find peace. But I think then, of course, there's like the Michael and Esther of it all. And like, I don't really think we're going to see Michael and Esther again. But there's no way Esther found peace. That's not her. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the veil is going to drop because I want my my baby boys back. But I feel like the whole idea of like dead past enemies coming back, like we've done before. Yeah. Which makes that part seem like less likely to me. But you think if it does drop, it'll be next episode. Yeah. Nice. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. As always, if you are enjoying Vampire Diaries and or Doppelgangers, please tell your friends and give us five stars rating review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. And follow us on Instagram at Doppelgangers Podcast. But that's it for this week. Until next week. Goodbye, brother. Goodbye, brother.